Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. My name is Tobias Rex, and this is the Sharks, Dinosaurs, and Mythical Creatures podcast coming at ya. For today's episode, I decided to play some, some background music from the Nintendo 64 game Gauntlet Legends. Because for today's episode, I'm going to be discussing Nessie, the legendary Loch Ness Monster. The information is from the Cryptids Wiki and from Wikipedia. Most of it is, is, is on photographed sightings of the creature. Witnesses tend to describe an animal with sleek, rubbery, blackish-gray skin, about 20 feet in length, that's the size of a great white shark. And Nessie usually has the serpentine body that is typical for sea serpents and lake monsters, furnished with humps along its length. And, and also, it may, have, it may have one or more sets of flippers, or sometimes stumpy legs, so she could be a dinosaur. Nessie's head is often described as roughly, as roughly horse-shaped with a mane running down its neck. Some witnesses tend to report small horns, or maybe even a crest, especially those who have seen her up close. And, and other witnesses kind of report sort of a smaller, rounded, more turtle-like head. And this head is the one that seems to appear in most of the, in most of the world's famous Nessie photos. Popular interest and belief in this animal has fluctuated since it was brought to the world's attention in 1933. But the scientific community to this day, uh, it, it, it regards the Loch Ness Monster as nothing but a modern-day myth. And it explains sightings as a mix of hoaxes, a hoax is a fake, and wishful thinking. But despite this, it, it remains one of the most famous examples of cryptozoology. The legendary monster has been affectionately referred to by her nickname Nessie since the 1950s. And the term monster was reportedly applied for the first time to the creature on May 2nd, 1933 by Alex Campbell, the water bailiff for Loch Ness and a part-time journalist. And, and, and a report in the Inverness Courier. And on August 4th, 1933, the, the Courier published as a full news item the assertion of a London man, George Spicer, that a few weeks earlier, while, while motoring around the lock, he and his wife had seen, quote-unquote, the nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that, that I've ever seen in my life, trundling across the road toward the lock, carrying, quote-unquote, an animal in its mouth. And other letters have, have been began appearing anonymously with claims of land or water sightings, either on the writer's part or on the parts of the family or acquaintances or stories that they remember being told. And these stories soon reached, soon reached uh, the national and later the international press, which described it as a monster fish, a sea serpent, or dragon, and, 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 and they settled on the name Loch Ness Monster. On December 6, 1933, the first purported photograph of the monster, taken by Hugh Gray, was published in the Daily Express, and shortly after the creature received official notice when the Secretary of State for Scotland ordered the police to prevent people attacking on it. In 1934, interest was further sparkled by what is known as the Surgeon's Photograph. In the same year, R.T. Gold published a book, the first of many that described the author's personal investigation and collected record of additional reports. Other authors have claimed that sightings of the monster go back as far as the 6th century. Wow. The surgeon's photograph purported to be the first photo of, of a head and a neck. And this man named Dr. Wilson claimed he was looking at the, the lock when he saw the monster. So he grabbed his camera and snapped five photos. After the film was developed, only two exposures were clear. The first photo shows what was claimed to be a small head and a back. And, and the second one attracted little attention because it was way too blurry. The image was later confirmed to be a fake in, in, in the Sunday Telegraph dated the 7th of December in 1975. But, but 
uh, supposedly taken by Robert Kenneth Wilson, who is a London gynecologist. You really do not want to know what that is. It was published in the Daily Mail on the 12th, on the 21st, I mean, 21st of April of 1934. And Wilson's refusal to have his name associated with, with the photograph led it to being called a surgeon's photograph. And the strangely small ripples on the photo fit the size and circular pattern, uh, pattern of small ripples as opposed to large r- waves when photographed up close. And, and uh, later analysis of the, uncropped, of the original uncropped image fostered further doubt. In 1993, the makers of Discovery Communications documentary Loch Ness Discovered analyzed and analyzed the uncropped image and found a white object was visible in every version of it, implying it was on the negative. And it was believed to be the cause of the ripples, as if the object was being towed, though it could not be ruled out as a blemish in the negative. But additionally, one analysis of the full photograph revealed that the object was quite small. It was only about two or three feet long. However, analysis of the size of the photograph had been inconsistent. A number of, uh, and a huge number of, of explanations have been suggested to account for sightings of the creature. According to Ronald Binns, who was, uh, who was a former member of the Loch Ness Phenomenon Investigation, there is probably, there is probably no single a- explanation of the monster. And Benz wrote two skeptical books, the 1983 one called The Loch Ness Mystery Solved and his 2017 one called The Loch Ness Mystery Reloaded. <laughs> In, in these, he contains that, that an aspect of human psychology is the ability of the eye to see what it wants and expects to see. They may be, categori- they, they may be categorized as misidentifications of either known animals, inanimate objects, or effects, and there are lots of representations of, sc- of Scottish folklore and exotic species of large animals. A, re- a, reviewer, a reviewer wrote that Binns had, quote-unquote, evolved into the author of the definitive skeptical book on the subject. Benz does not call the sightings a hoax, but, but in his words, a myth in the true sense of the term, and states that the monster is a sociological, is, is a sociological phenomenon. After the 1983 search for the possibility that, that, that there just might be a monster, it continues to enthrall a small number for those whom eyewitness outweighs all other considerations. Now I'm going to, to discuss what it possibly could be if it's not anything prehistoric. Many bur- many wakes have have been recorded have been reported when when the lock is calm with no boats whatsoever. Bartender David Monroe reported a wake a wake he believed was it was a creature zigzagging, diving, and then reappearing. There were support there were there were reportedly twenty six other witnesses from a nearby car park, although some sightings describe sort of a V shaped wake similar 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 to that of a similar to that of a boat. There were uh, other reports. Uh, there were other reports that do not confirm the shape of a boat, and a large eel was was an early suggestion, as eels are found in Loch Ness, and an unusually large one would definitely explain many of the sightings. But but due to the fact that eels undulate side to side like snakes when they swim, this hypothesis was dismissed. And sightings in 1856 of a sea serpent or kelpie in, in, in a freshwater lake near Lurbust and the Outer Hebrides were explained as those of an oversized eel, also believed common in the Highland Lakes. In a 1979 article, Californian biologists Dennis Power and geographer Donald Johnson claimed that the surgeon's photograph was the top of the head, extended trunk, and flared nostrils of a swimming elephant photographed elsewhere. In 2006, 
Paleontologist and artist Neil Clark suggested that traveling circuses may have allowed elephants to bathe in the loch, and the trunk could have been the perceived head and neck, with the head and back being the perceived humps. And in support of this, Clark provided a painting of such. And, and then, zoologist, angler, and television presenter Jeremy Wade investigated the creature in 2013 as part of the series Rivered Monsters, and, and concluded that it, that it is no more than a large Greenland shark. And, and the Greenland shark, at about 20 feet long, is as big as the Great White, and twice the size of a bull, weighing more than a ton. It's mostly found in the North Atlantic Ocean around Canada, Greenland, Iceland, and Norway, and possibly Scotland. It is dark brownish in color and has a very small dorsal fin. According to biologist Bruce Wright, the Greenland shark could survive in fresh water, uh, uh, possibly using rivers and lakes to find food, and in Loch Ness has an abundance of salmon and other fish. But in July 2015, three news outlets reported that, that Steve Feltham, after, uh, after a, a vigil uh, at the lock was recognized by the Guinness Book of World Records, theorized that, uh, that the monster was, was, nothing, was nothing but an unusually big species of Wells catfish, which may have been released during the late 19th century. But, uh, but even today, to this day, the, 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 the debate of whether or not Nessie's real still rages on. So if you ever go visit Loch Ness, keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. She might say hi, but, but but she would have to talk in a Scottish accent, of course, which I cannot perform because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> um, hello there. No, I can't do a Scottish accent. <laughs> That's terrible. And um, I'm going to say what Nessie's mostly depicted as. She's mostly depicted as as a plesiosaur, which is a which is a species of prehistoric marine reptile that lived during the late Cretaceous period. Or, or late Jurassic, late Jurassic and Cretaceous periods from a long time ago in the dinosaur times, and if one was to, was to survive to this very day, that would have been quite an amazing sight to see. But man, there are lo- and there are lots of and there are lots of Loch Ness monster-like animals, but this episode is on, is on just two of them. While Nessie is the most popular one, and I could go to Loch Ness to see her, I live in Canada, and we have our own version of it, called the Ogopogo or Naitaka which means lake demon. And that is a cryptid-like lake monster reported to live in Lake Okanagan. In 1926, a sighting is claimed to have occurred at an Okanagan Mission Beach. And this event, and this event was supposedly witnessed by about 30 cars of people who, were, who all claimed to have seen the same thing. In 1968, Art Folden filmed what was claimed to be footage of the alleged creature, showing a very large wake moving across the water. And a computer analysis of the footage concluded that it was a solid three-dimensional object. In 2011, a cell phone video captured two dark shapes in the water. And the most common explanation of that is that that the video shows two logs. But but if it's two two dark shapes and it's in the shape of a wake, then then maybe somehow maybe a megalodon got into Lake Okanagan. (laughs) <laughs> but that's not, but that's not true uh, because Megalodon lived in the ocean and he and he wasn't a freshwater animal. <laughs> and and uh, and the Ogopogo is also a palindrome name, and it's and a palindrome is something that 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 says that that is spelled the same forwards and backwards. So Ogopogo 
is Ogopogo. <laughs> and Ogopogo has been allegedly seen by First Nations people since the 19th century. The most common description of it is, is a 40 to 50 foot long sea serpent. British cryptozoologist Carl Shucker has, has categorized the Ogopogo as a many hump variety of lake monster and, and suggested that, that it could be, that, that it could be a, a surviving specimen of Basilosaurus, a species, a species of prehistoric snake-like whale that, that lived 40 million years ago in the Eocene age. However, uh, and however, because the physical evidence for the beast is limited to unclear photographs and film, it has been also suggested that the sightings are, are misidentifications of, nor of normal animals, as, as, such as otters and objects such as floating logs. And it's also possible that if, if the Okonopogo is real, that it could be a plesiosaur, like Nessie, or maybe a mosasaur or a pliosaur, such as Lyopleurodon. But in November 15th, 2018, Yokopogo was discovered by the Canadian government, so it is no longer a cryptid. Well, that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to like and subscribe to my podcast. It comes out weekly, but uh, but, but next week it won't be coming out because it's Easter break. And uh, this is this is Tobias Rex saying Godspeed and signing off.